Holy fucking shit. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Chug a lug, chug a lug, chug a lug, chug a lug. Hi. Rumble's back. That's right, I'm a miniature jumping jelly bean. I'm Ram Barnaclo. Uh yep, Rumble's back. Took a took a couple weeks off, you know, for obvious reasons. The world isn't um I didn't want to seem like a person who was just not uh caring at all to the things that are happening uh in this country and worldwide, so I didn't put out my funny um, birds with human dicks and uh, farting podcast for for a couple weeks. Uh, those of you who stuck in, cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, if you if you didn't or you or you were like, well, I was going to sign up for that Patreon, but he hasn't put anything on it. Everything's going up this weekend. I got a I got a special uh, episode with Mike Cronin, my friend. Uh, he and I have been working on a, a a thing together, a little project together. So uh, I have the s- secret sneak preview to the podcast me and Cronin are doing together. Uh, that's on Patreon. Um, this weekend, I'm going to drop everything on Saturday. It's a lot of files. I have a uh, I have two video podcasts that are going up on the Patreon. And I have, um, and I have, uh, I'm putting out, I'm going to put my mixtape up on the Patreon so, uh, patrons don't have to pay for it. And if you haven't heard the banana tape yet, volume one, uh, which is my stand up comedy, I'm putting that on the, uh, mixtape as well, or, uh, on the Patreon as well called, uh, Patreon and mixtape. Cause I have not done this in a while. So I have brains like a fucking bowl of jello. I'm, uh, I'm really, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty bummed out by the, the state of shit still it bothers me i still can't i still feel weird going anywhere but the grocery store without a fucking mask on i feel weird when i see another human i mean you know this shit's weird i i i I, you know i took my i did take my covid test and uh came back negative i i I don't i didn't i don't have it i didn't get it um but yeah man shit's shit's sketchy i don't uh I, I I don't um I don't I don't like what's happening. But some people have sent me some uh, DMs and they're like, "Hey, where's the podcast?" And I feel like now's a good enough time than any. Um, so I guess I can just uh, uh, the best the best thing. <laughs> 
the best thing of all this is realizing uh, you can really just now, you don't have to hear people talk to suss out if they're a hillbilly or not, you know? It's like you can you can tell, oh, just by everything about that dude, he is, uh, he's not wearing a mask, so I don't trust that guy. It's weird. It's weird now that when I see people who don't, who aren't dressed like a doctor who's about to perform surgery on someone, I think that they're a bad person. It's a very strange, telling sign of the times. Took that COVID test, and boy, is my nose scratched up. Uh, let me tell you something. If you haven't taken the coronavirus test, I did the drive-up one. Uh, in the, in the, uh, in the CVS drive through I went to the minute clinic and, uh, cause I didn't want somebody sticking something. I, I kind of researched it and they were like, yeah, you got to put this thing, a Q-tip pretty far up your nose. And I was like, man, if anything, I'm mega gaggy. So I'll, if I, I, you know, if I do it, if I do it myself, I can kind of regulate, uh, the tears that are going to flow out of my face. And so I, I pulled up. And uh, <laughs> waited in line. The lady comes to the thing. She's like, hey, how are you? I'm going to pass you out this kit. And she walks me through it. And the first thing you have to do is you have to uh, get the Q-tips out. But you got to pop them through the plastic. And you only use one. And I took one that I didn't touch the top of. I t- touched the Q-tip in the middle. you know. And I put it up my nose. And she was like, no, further. It's got to be in the nasal cavity. And I was like, okay. So I put it up further and I was like, is that good? And she was like, yep. And now I'm crying. Now I'm crying like uh, uh, I was left at the altar. And I, and I'm like, I can, I can like, you know, there's new pressures that I've unlocked. And uh, I'm seeing colors that I've never seen before. I'm trying to name them. Uh, and I put it up, I put it up my nose and I, my vision blurred. And she turned into a lizard. And I said, uh, that's good. And she goes, yeah, now turn it two or three times and then take it out. I turned it two or three times and I took it out. And uh, then after I took it out, I could remember my address and I could remember that I was in my car. Uh, And then she goes, take the same side that you just stuck up your fucking nose and put that side up the other nostril as far as you can. So I... And she goes and do the same thing. So I put the other side of my nostril, turn two or three times, uh, and I pulled it out. And when I pulled it out, I realized I was about three pounds lighter because I pulled out a booger. Dude, I'm not kidding you. I pulled out a booger that was probably 14 years old. It was, it was, I mean, the lady behind the glass was like, She's, she's seen, I mean, she tried to comfort me because I was like, I'm sorry. And she was like, we've seen it all. And I was like, have you seen this? And she was like, I mean, that's, that's one, that's, you know, the way she was like, it's okay. She was saying like, I'm never going to forget what I'm seeing coming out of you. And I was like, do you think there's enough to test it? And she started laughing. And she was like, uh, yeah, I think that's good. And she goes, now put it in this liquid and we'll ship it off to the lab. Was that disgusting? 
That I mean, it's gross, but dude, after that, I could smell the future. It was the wildest. It was just so fucking berserk, the size of this book. I mean, dude, it's like, I have small nostrils. I was like, how did it even, and it didn't even, it was, it was fucking crazy. I'm sorry for that story, but it was the only thing of note that happened uh, in quite some time because my life has resulted in me sitting in my chair and drawing t-shirt designs on my iPad while I watch 90 Day Fiance and, and, uh, and try not to be like, hey, you you just got to stop fucking old people. You know, if you're from the Philippines, just don't do not fucking old man because they're going to try to, like, make you clean their house the way they like it. It's the 90 day fiance is so wild. Uh, it, it's like it blows my mind. I bought I bought a I bought a bike. I bought a single speed bike and I've been. I've been riding that motherfucker, hopefully until the wheels never fall off, because I'm having the best time riding bikes. The baby got a bike, uh, so we've been riding around a little bit. Uh, the baby got a cool blue bike, but uh, shout out to Campus Cyclery for the deal. Uh, I know some of those dudes listen to the podcast. The, thanks, thanks, Billy, for uh, hooking me up with um, probably the best bike I've ever owned. Um yeah, man, shit's scary. Shit's weird and shit is scary and I get all weirded out and I I I think I I think I'm realizing kind of that uh I've been a I've been a little bummed, so I've been like kind of and I'm not usually a bum. I mean, you guys have listened to what 70 episodes of this podcast. I'm not really a bum out guy. I'm generally pretty much like, "Oh, well." But lately I've been kind of fucking bummed out, man. I think I I really miss I really miss stand-up comedy. I really miss I mean, I know that's so stupid. Like, I know really cool comics will be like, whatever, I hope comedy dies. You know you know how people that spend hours and weeks and, and, and years trying to hone a, a certain specific thing that they want to do. Like, you know, they, they're trying to really make something out of this one counterculture kind of lifestyle and they're trying to figure out all of the nuancey things they can do to to get better at it and then you know when they don't do it for two months they say stuff like i hope comedy never comes back and you're like oh yeah cool i'm glad i uh sat up on a balcony with you until five in the morning and talked about things things i wanted and things you wanted and and really empathized with you i'm glad you hope fucking comedy dies idiot it, I'm the opposite. I desperately want to do comedy. I want to do comedy so bad that uh, the first comedy I did in months was at uh, Andrew Rudick and Lee's house, and I had the most fun. So if you follow me on Instagram, there's a uh, How Was Your Set video from a couple weeks ago. That's the last time I did comedy, and it was the first time I had done comedy since all this shit happened. But I have... Uh, I have dates. I have uh, I have dates. If anybody gives a shit, uh, if the world isn't still spiking with a deadly virus that kills elderly people and makes you not be able to taste food, I um, I have dates coming up. I, I I'm I'm in Michigan in February <laughs> with the Spaghetti Man Andrew Rudick. I'm in Michigan in February, and in March I'm in Wisconsin 
featuring for Mike Cronin at the Skyline Comedy Club. Other than that, I think I'm at the end of July, July 30th. I believe I'm in Akron, Ohio, headlining a show at a bar with social distancing and my own designated sanitized mic cord, and I'm bringing my own microphone. Uh, So, you know, the element of just walking up without also being a rig or a grip, whoever does the sound, just going up there and being like, well, let me, maybe they'll let me plug in my own speaker and cook my own food. Comedy's not going to be the same for a long time, but I'm excited to go up to Akron and headline a show and stretch my stupid legs a little bit at the end of July. Um, I know some comedy in Cincinnati's coming back, uh, towards, um, towards the end of July as well. So, you know, I, I'm back doing rumble, so, um, I'll have more. Do I sound bummed out? I shouldn't, I I'm trying to be like, you know, Disney plus is streaming live soon, but you know, it, I, I'm, I, with all the shit that's happening just outside of coronavirus with, with this, with, with these fucking cops and all this shit, it's like, you know, I don't know. My mind's kind of not being like, Oh, I saw a homeless guy take a shit or, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm like more, I'm more like, wow, is, 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 uh, am I going to ever be able to go to, to like, you know, a diner with my friends again? Probably not. Not without some, it's never going to be the same. You know, we're never going to have, we lived in a time where people used to just like openly smoke cigarettes in restaurants uh with their kids and now it's like i gotta sit down at a diner and um a waitress is gonna put a bunch of bleach on the rim of my coffee cup i you know i don't i don't know where where it goes from here the shit's pretty much a bum out but whatever i'm not trying to get on a podcast and be like hey guys thanks for listening time to be sad with me um yeah, I I I didn't I didn't write any notes. I have been uh getting really into uh drawing on my iPad and I also have been really 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 fucking into uh uh this thing I call the most dangerous bite and that's when you take a honey crisp apple and you take a honey crisp apple, you take a bite out of it, you enjoy that. That's just what you do. You take a bite and you go, mm, this is the best apple ever created." And then you take a spoon of peanut butter and you put it in the bite hole that you just bit. And then you take a loose handful. You will probably want to do this over a garbage can or a sink or just outside sprinkle it everywhere. Um, and you want to sprinkle that granola on top of the peanut butter. And then you just want to slam it directly into your mouth uh, with no regard for your gums and the sharpness of the granola it's it's called the dangerous bite, and let me tell you something. If you if you get out of it unscathed, which I have a few times, a few times I've jammed a couple granola seeds between teeth where it felt like, you know, there was like a little goblin ripping my tooth out of my head, or or I've jabbed a, I've I've jabbed a, a a side tongue or an under tongue or the roof of my mouth. That's the biggest hazard. You got to keep it away from the roof of your mouth. 
but I want to hear your most dangerous bites. Because <laughs> today I did that with an apple, but I didn't have any granola. So I took banana chips. I took the peanut butter. That's the base. That's the sticky. You need that to, for the stick. And then I took um, the dust of banana chips on the underside of, uh, or on the bottom of the empty container. The jagged, they are the consistency of shaved steel these banana chips and I dunked it in there and I just went for it. And I think I fucked my mouth up underneath my fang on the bottom, the bottom fang. Um, I really think I, I, I think I really fucked my mouth up and, uh, I'm currently Googling WebMD how to, how to home remedies for banana, for banana chip gum. And I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not seeing anything. It's in, It looks like I need to go to an oral surgeon, and I'm going to have to get um, metal teeth like that guy from James Bond. That's what it's That's what it's looking like for your boy. It's looking like I'm going to have to get fucking, what was that guy's name? Jaws. I'm going to have to be, man, that really sucks that that dude was like actually kind of a cool character. No, he wasn't. He was just a... Hold on. He was just... I'm not even going to Google it. I'm just going to go off memory. He was the dude that wore like a like a suit. And he had like... It looked like he had his head medically biggened. Right? He had a big old... <laughs> I'm talking so much shit. I mean, I'm sure this guy in real life just had a, like a head disease or whatever. I mean... Or just a full body disease. I mean, what makes your head big? Giganticism? He had a touch of giganticism, giganalism, gigantor. This guy had a fucking head like a blackboard. Okay, he was a white guy, but he had a head like a like a like a fucking. He had a head like a. What is what a soup can or like you know when you work at a restaurant the big giant cans of artichokes or like if you didn't work anywhere with artichokes, the big giant cans of nacho cheese. Cause you worked at an Applebee's until you were 19. Those things, those things on top of human shoulders. Okay. So imagine that. And then, and then put Maybe the actor's head, dude, sorry, you guys got to run through this thought process with me if you don't know who Jaws from James Bond is, but I'm sure most of you guys do, but maybe his head looked so big because they had to put, it was like, when did that come out? Like in the 60s or the 70s? They had to put a bunch of fucking metal in this actor's mouth. The guy was probably a normal guy, and then he got cast in the movie and they were like, yeah, we're going to jam a bunch of uh, movie props in your mouth. And the guy was like, that's cool. Are you still paying me $1,300? And they were like, we sure are. And then uh, he probably, it probably fucked his whole head up or something like they, they may, he got like his jaw infected. And now he's like, well, I played, it's like the same thing that happened to the dude that played like C3PO. It, are, isn't he all fucked up from being jammed in a, in a poorly made robot costume for 26 years. He's like, dude, I can't do it anymore. Computers. And they're like, listen to me. You want to be in the fucking movie? Yeah, I do. He's like, or he's British. Yeah, I do. And they were like, all right, if you want to be C-3PO for any long, for uh, ever again, you're going to jam your fucking British ass into this tetanus trap 
that some fucking stoner made in the 70s, okay? And he was like, but computers can make me look like I'm in the suit. And they were like, shut the fuck up. We're doing practical effects on this one. And the guy was like, all right, well, if it adds to the validity of Star Wars. And then the movie came out and he went, holy shit, it's not practical effects. How did they make the lightsabers glow? Because those actors were holding painted green mop handles. But they jammed me in this suit, and now I have the hips of a 13-year-old golden retriever. The movie business is brutal. <laughs> but yeah, I, that actor, Jaws, I, that's what—that's the kind of surgery I'm going to have to get from doing these dangerous bites so I can t- continue my... You know, they say people have dangerous eating habits, but they don't really. Dangerous eating habits is like, oh, yeah, I eat 6,000 calories of bread today. And people are like, that's dangerous. Doctors will tell you, don't don't be eating like that. But if I go to a doctor, they're going to be like, do you have any dangerous eating habits? And I'm going to be like, apples, peanut butter, and granola in the same bite. And the doctor's going to go, wow, you're the fucking Travis Pastrana of eating. You are extreme, my man. They're going to stand up. They're going to give me a high five. I'm going to turn the doctor around and I'm going to fish hook him and give him a German suplex. Cause I mean, if we're getting gnarly, let's get fucking gnarly in the doctor's office. That's what, I, that's my, that's my whole shit. What do you guys think about this Chris D'Elia? <laughs> um, yeah, that shit was fucking pretty wild too. Um, yeah, I well, not my story to tell, but yeah, man, that shit was pretty fucking crazy. Um, that's like, that's like, isn't that so wild that that's like the thing that was our brief reprieve from coronavirus? Coronavirus and cops killing innocent people and people being like, we need to tear down statues of old shit bags. And, and we're like, yeah, you know, yeah going to protest and you're like yeah fuck this shit man fuck this fuck the system defund the police and then they're like breaking news jokey man tried to was disgusting with teenagers and you're like man fuck you know you never see news that's like Airbud is back and let me tell you what he's cuter than ever. It's never it's never nice. There's like there's like a thing called nice news I think now that people will just go and 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 go on the website and they'll be like, "Well, guess what? These sheets are soft." <laughs> you know, they made the softest sheets. Everything else is just like Hey, this guy's a pedophile. Guess what? The cops are racist. Oh, yeah. Everything you've ever liked or trusted is also the most evil thing you could ever imagine. Anyway, we'll see. It's like you can't even we can't even get away from. I mean, everything is like everything kind of sucks. Is that the name of the episode? Everything kind of sucks. No, because I mean, I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be bummed. How about I do a positive thing? That's what I'll do. I'll do I'll do a nice thing. My buddy, one of my favorite comedians, and one of my friends, one of my actual good friends, my friend Sam Talent, wrote a book. It's called Running the Light. Uh, you should order it. I think you guys should order Sam Talent's book, Running the Light. I can't read, but it seems like a lot of people are really enjoying it. 
as far as his Instagram is concerned. It seems like a lot of people are like, wow, this is like exactly what it's like. I, I can't wait to read it, but uh, I can't um, I, I can't start reading Sam's book until I finish In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. It's a book I've been reading for four months, and uh, I'm on page 65 still. I just... I just don't like it, but I feel bad not finishing it because like sixth graders read it, you know, and I feel bad not finishing it, but I fucking can't read. It's not even like he's a he's, of course, not a bad writer, and it's not even like it's boring. It's just like I don't fucking I watch I watch TV shows about people, you know, people's wives stabbing them in the head and shit. And and then like there's a there's this lady called the genetic detective. I've been watching this lady. Have you guys heard about this show? It's called the genetic detective. This lady's just been. She used to be in movies like she was like a background actress in Magnum PI or whatever. Like it, she was in one episode. I said she used to be in movies. Um, she was in one episode of Magnum PI, and she was like, "Yeah, I didn't want to be an actress anymore." And I was like, "Oh, you know what? It, know what it's like to be a comic." Um, she goes. She goes, uh, she was like really into genealogy. So she starts, she started using forensic. She's the one that caught the, the Golden State killer. She's the one that caught that guy. Remember when they found him off of Ancestry.com or whatever? Like he, he, he had been at large for like 18 years. And then some lady went through Ancestry.com with, uh, with a small DNA profile, found some uncles, aunts. You know, went back in the day, then then linked it up with the timeline that this guy was killing everybody and, and doing this horrible shit to people. And and she linked it all up and could find out by where his parents were born, where they moved, where he then moved, what job. And then they found him and they arrested him. And, and it turns out they got it because you can just take once people throw shit away. Dude, this is the this is the ultimate crime stopper trash once the lady thinks that she's got a dna profile on this guy based on genealogy once you throw something away it's public uh you know once you throw your garbage away you take your garbage can out to the street anybody can just dig through your garbage can there's no laws against it so what this dude did the golden state killer is he was just, I don't know, jizzing into Kleenexes or whatever he was doing, uh, drinking out of Coke cans, took his recycling bin and his garbage can out to the, to the, uh, to the street. And the cops just fucking rolled up like before the garbage bin got there, took some shit he drank out of or ate off of, threw it in evidence bags, did the DNA test. Boom. That's the guy from the, the DNA swab. They took off victims. Booyah, booyah, booyah. He's caught. Golden State Killer. So this lady is just catching people. On some wild shit. And what was I talking about? Oh yeah. That's what I mean. Like I'm watching this lady just be like. I know that his mom worked at. You know. Jim Jabblegee's magic shop in 1965. And her father was Jim Jabblegee himself. Or yeah. His father was Jim Jabblegee himself. Therefore I know he's the cousin's brother of Jim Jabblegee and you know dude it's fucking wild how they catch so now I'm reading this Truman Capote book and yeah it's about this poor family that got fucking shotgunned to death but also it's like I see shows where they catch people like this in like fucking two days what am I gonna read 380 400 pages to be like what you're gonna 
Oh, I the, the, these guys are chilling out in a motel right now. Yeah, you murdered a whole fucking family. Go eat shit. But I guess uh, the book's supposed to be really good, but I just can't read it. So instead of uh, me trying to read Truman Compote in Cold Blood, why don't you guys get Sam Talent's book, Running the Light? Um, it's probably it's it's probably better than in Cold Blood. I have I, I've read three words of Sam's books, and it's already better of in Cold Blood. So check out Sammy T's book. Um, I think Rumble Lips is brought to you by Ohio Valley Beard Supply. I would say Rumble Lips is brought to you by Go Bananas Comedy Club, but you know that's a uh, that's a room filled with low hanging wires, drywall stained rugs, uh, no tables, and uh, and um, sparks. So yeah, Go Bananas. When when we open back up, obviously, I'll let everybody know. But for the time being, it is just a rubble room. Um, they're doing a lot of work in there, but I, I wouldn't fucking know. I haven't been there in like three weeks to check in on anything. Um, well, I know we're not brought to you by Manscaped cause I, I fucking jagged my ball bag with that <laughs> lawnmower 2.0, more like lawnmower 2.0. I, uh, ripped my scrotum. <laughs> No, it wasn't that bad, but I did nick myself, and I was like, well, got to throw this thing away because now I'll, I'll never trust it again. Um, and that's coming from the lips of an angel. Okay, I uh, I got to go. I love you guys. Uh, you're the greatest thing in my life. <laughs> I'm happy to be back. Please, uh, I, I know the, the guys that are on the Patreon. Uh, sorry, the, the, the world really, um, not only with the coronavirus, but uh, with all this other shit. Not it's not shit. It's uh, with all these other issues, I've just felt we're more important than uh, putting out my doo doo and fuck podcast. But uh, I'm back now, putting out doo doo and fuck. This was uh, the dry run for, uh, and uh, me and Mike Cronin. There there are some pretty uh, pretty exciting things in the work. I put the Mike Cronin episode up on the Patreon. Um, of the, it's a preview of our new podcast that's coming out where we do characters, um, and. Uh, on this one, I just I, I I'm myself, but Cronin's doing a character, and um, and then uh, yeah, so get Sam T's book, buy my shirt. I don't know, I don't have a shirt out right now, but um, Disney Plus is streaming live soon, and you should know that. And uh, share the podcast, tell people about it. Uh, I thought this was a hot twenty uh, thirty minute riff, right? It was, it was fine. Um. I'll talk to you guys next week uh, and um, check out the Patreon. There's a ton of shit going up on Saturday. All right. Love you guys. Glad to be back.